0: And welcome back, everyone. We're very, very happy to have you back on the Radio Arma podcast on the show, I was going to say. Hello, Cyrus. Thanks for being
1: with me today. How are you? Hey, Flash. Yeah, I'm too bad, man. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Well, uh, hello, everyone. And uh, if I tell you three teams and multiple sectors towers to capture obviously you all know what we're going to be talking about this is going to be uh, king of the hill and with us today we chose to invite road rage from the c4g code for gaming community hi road rage
2: hi guys thanks
3: for having me
0: and the legend samatra welcome samatra
3: Hi, let's do the thing.
0: So Wicked. here, here, uh, is, uh, here is the plan. We are going to be talking about C4G uh, first and then about Sumatra and the relationship between the two. Uh, and um, obviously, you know... Uh, King of the Hill is very popular, but I'm still going to uh, cover the basics for those that would really not be into Mm -hmm. the armor world. Those few people that really do not watch YouTube at all. Um, You you know, King of the Hill, as I said, three teams. You have sectors. Uh, which are represented by a tower uh, and a central tower, which is usually a double tower uh, for the vanilla and uh, RHS version. Because yes, you have modded versions and DLC versions. Uh, The latest DLC, uh, SOG Prairie Fire, uh, was adapted also uh, for that purpose. So if you're into Vietnam... PvP, uh, go ahead and check out King of the Hill uh, for that purpose. Uh, There is uh, also the Iron Front.
1: That one for later. Yeah, Mm
0: if is there, there's also um, the Iron Front version. So if you're into World War II, and obviously the RHS, as I said. So here you go. These are the basics. Let's jump in directly into Code for Gaming. Hi, Road Rage. Uh, we're very, very happy to have you on the show. Um, Road Rage, just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, myself as a person or myself yeah, as a, you, comu- uh, a no, community?
0: No, yourself person? as a person. Uh, yourself as
2: a person, yeah. Ah, myself as a person. Well, I, I work as a marine engineer, which is very different from the stuff we do uh, for the community or the server running. But uh, I've been working on cruise ships now for a solid five years. I used to work off, offshore before, and which means lots of travel, lots of being away from home. But that also means I get to stay home a lot because I work only half the year. And the other year, I, I will be home with the wife uh, and, you know, running running that side of things. So I work in engineering and yeah pretty much it I've been living that's, in ukraine now great. for yeah so it's like been all over the ships no not really well i did i did launch one ship but no i'm more of in the side of running ships
1: uh ah, okay
3: yeah
2: so uh you know we have a large technical department on board and i'm part of the technical department i've been working my way up to to through the ranks and actually, next uh, well, upcoming August, I'm gonna be moving up to senior management. So that, that's gonna be a Ooh. new a new challenge for me to handle.
1: Very interesting. So can do you, do you play when you're on the boat, or is it uh, just just when you're you're off and working at home?
2: I rarely well, first of all, I rarely play Arma to begin with, cause uh, Wasteland <laughs> Wasteland used to be my jam. That's how I got into Arma. That's how I fell in love with Arma uh, Unfortunately, uh, we never got the popularity with wasteland that we have with King of the Hill. Uh, but uh, when I, I do play sometimes, but I'm reliant on having uh, 4G internet if I'm gonna play. I do have a gaming laptop. I do have like a gaming system in my room uh, but both because of internet, energy, time consumption and so on, I rarely get to play when I'm when I'm awake. But then I get to cover up lots of lost time playing when I'm back home <laughs> oh.
0: amazing so can you can you tell us a little bit about the community that you run code for gaming uh, first of all what does code for gaming stand for
2: well I mean code for uh, it's it I I didn't I'm not the founder of the community the community was founded back in 2012 by a guy named Riggs. And uh, if you go into our Discord or our uh, website, you will see lots of references to Riggs. Uh, Our mascot, which is a slot, is named uh, Riggs. And our Discord bot, which handles lots of uh, automation on Discord, is also named Riggs. And that is sort of uh, uh, momentum back to the original founder. Uh, In 2012, when he founded the community by starting to host the... DayZ uh, and Arma 2 servers. Uh, he wanted to. That's
1: where I know you from. Uh, yeah, he, he,
2: he wanted to become a cop at the time. And uh, in America, uh, they use this. Uh, code 4 means no assistance needed. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, they, that's where the reference comes from. Okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's why you in our in our logo you will see code 4 with the with the motto under that says no assistance needed. It's basically a police uh radio communication uh sentence that he adapted and you know, used that as a name of the community. He never actually became a cop uh, funny enough, uh, but uh, that's where the name came from. And Amazing. It's it stocks ever since then.
0: Cool. So t- yeah. tell us a bit about the community itself. Um, how how many are you?
2: Oh, these. Uh, how many are we? That's uh, that's it. We are very uh, hands on with only keeping active members around. So currently, our active staff team is around uh, uh, forty people in just our staff team, and then we have a. Um. Uh, about a hundred or 150 members that more or less rotate because, you know, people, uh, uh, develop, uh, and they come like and a, go, yeah, they come and go. Yeah. We have, we have the core group that that always stays around. And the funny thing is none of the core group actually plays ARMA anymore. We're just around for the, for the, com- yeah, I don't know, for the shits and giggles, for the, for the shits and giggles, for the memes, for the, for the, for the shit talking. Uh, and you know it's it's people from all all over the world, and I guess that's the main reason I've stuck around for so long. Even though I don't play Arma anymore, I, st- I still have to manage everything. I still have to keep everything all, uh, uh, running smoothly. Uh, and uh, but it's it sort of becomes a challenge when you don't play actively. But at the same time, I I put in roughly three four thousand hours into into Wasteland back uh, back in the day. Uh, when i was still in in uni i would you know go to go to school come back and then play all day all night and then go mm-hmm. back to uni maybe like a two-hour nap and you know back then there was like constant server crashes like people who come complain about uh armor stability now they don't know the, yeah. the kind of stuff we have to go to on a wasteland when the server would crash every two hours and you lost everything like you would literally go around collecting gear for two hours the server would uh, would crash because of some shitty BI update, and you would start over again because you know that's <laughs> that's that's just that's just the way way it was. So mm, all those hours, back in beta. yeah, back in beta, man. It's like uh, the game was in beta for about solid five years or something, uh, and we started hosting back in alpha, I think even, uh, and I took over in 2015. Uh, so I've been running the show for about six years now.
0: Amazing. So, uh, people listening to the show um, know how it goes. When we invite someone, we usually ask them to provide uh, a soundtrack, a music that better represents uh, them or the people they (laughs) they work with. And in this case, that was C4G.
1: there you the, go the, 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 no. the, the worst bit is is that they, they they sent us a link that's had a totally different title on it oh, really? No. No? no? not funny? no? no? okay <laughs> I'm right, the only one that gets, gets it yeah, yes. no
2: I got it it's the ultimate Everyone got theme it. oh uh, I'm the, the only one that didn't get theme song, it song yeah
1: okay okay
0: so can you can you explain to us where, where that comes from?
2: I mean uh, well obviously we, we never had any official theme song right so uh uh, when you guys he invited me to come on the podcast and you told me about the music thing, I I, I have no imagination, I have no creativity, no imagination. <laughs> so I, I told uh, Flash that, OK, I'm going to ask the guys, uh, you know, uh, what they think would represent us best. And I, I went into the me- member chat. And actually showed the the responses to Flash. As soon as I sent out a notification asking guys, uh, you know, what does C4G represent music-wise, I was just bombarded with just troll answers. You know, one troll song after another troll song after another troll song. So I thought, you know, why not pick the ultimate troll song, which is, you know, this one. So... That's just—I I thought that was a pretty accurate uh, description of our of of our community and of our members, you know. So.
0: Well, if you're a community member from C4G, be sure to hit the uh, hit the the comments and and leave us a comment. Leave us uh, your impression of the of the uh, community from the inside. Go ahead and and tell us why you think this uh, this music best represents the community you're part of. Next question, um, uh, Road Rage. Guys, uh, um
2: sorry, sorry. Uh, just take one break. I, I have to, um, my work called me, so give me one second. Of
0: course, go ahead.
2: Hey, what's up? You called me?
0: Three hundred
2: and forty-six minutes later.
0: Um, next question, uh, Road Rage. Uh, roid rage sorry. Uh, road Rage, sorry. Road Rage. Oh, God, I did it just, again. Just, let's, just, just, let's just, just, roid, call, just call me Roid, Just call me man. Oh, my <laughs> just God. Just call me roid. Roid Rage, Road Rage. I, I that's that's because of the Road Rage videos on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God exactly. damn it. Uh so uh ra- Oh my god, I was going to say do that again. <laughs> Roid Rage, so Royd Rage, um tell us a little bit about organized TVTs in uh, on uh, King of the Hill. Um uh, we we've, we've all uh, seen these um these competitions uh, that were organized in the past. Uh, on um, on uh, King of the Hill, there were some uh, competitive um, TVTs organized. Um, do you guys do that kind of thing in C4G between I don't know between yourselves or against other communities? Does that happen?
2: Not necessarily. Uh, we whenever we do TVT, it's mostly public events. Like we'll we'll make some weird uh weird looking settings for the for the one like uh, one time we did the uh, PDW only so like literally 100 players running around in the AO with only oh, uh, no. PDWs another time it was it was like pistols only you know something stupid like that
0: OK,
3: and, uh,
2: we we based on those on uh, community feedback or just ideas from the admins. There's a couple of admins who are in, in charge of uh, hosting uh, cot events and they're public events and anybody can come and play. And we tend to not make it uh, C4G versus others, because, first of all, many of us, you know, we're not that competitive. We play for the fun of it. Uh, and secondly, because we do want to mix with other people because the, you would very quickly... Because those of us who Or those guys that do play, they're extremely good. They're really, really, really good. Uh, to the point where I make fun of them. I call them lots of bad names and so on. <laughs> pro- pro- probably not the ideal thing you, uh, you should be doing as a community owner. But some of these guys are, you know, extreme. Like, uh, they're beyond level 200s and like... the. And they're really on on top of their game. So if if we started playing like us versus just others, that would be very one sided, and we would also not get a chance to uh, cooperate with the with the community. So we try to mix it up. We try to have uh, balanced teams. Uh, and whenever we do host an events, people usually would join the Discord or Teamspeak one hour before, and we would divide them into teams. The main uh, Uh, caught the event admins they will have uh, some helpers from the community or from the admin staff and we'll divide them into first uh, the three main teams and then from there people are allowed to join uh, and play in different sub teams because different people have different uh, game styles you will always have the ones who love spawn camping and you will always have the ones who love heli sniping and then there is those who Refuse to do either of those things and only play the AO. So people like mm-hmm. naturally fall into different sub teams, right? Uh, and we will we try to balance that out. Uh, but hosting those kinds of events is actually quite hard because you you continuously have to come up with new qu- uh, quirky ideas uh, on uh, on what to do because normal King of the Hill you can play at any time, right? You can mm-hmm. join any of our servers at any time and we have a a semi uh, variety of different servers uh, both infantry and vehicle wise so we and it's also a lot of effort to organize because even though you have public servers that we might have a thousand people playing but having a hundred people show up for an event is actually much harder than just having public servers so we try to do them but not as much as we would like to do it
0: okay okay so uh, we talked a lot about the organization uh, of a big team. Uh, how does it work? I mean, you're running a community that is huge. Uh, there are a lot of people on your Discord, uh, a lot of people in your staff, uh, a lot of things to to manage servers and, and so on and so on. How do you organize a very large community? Uh, do you split them up in, in sub teams, for example?
2: Um. Well, the admin team, they consist of both the technical team and the admins themselves, right? And this is something that is constantly developing and evolving even 10 years or, well, I mean, 10 years down the line, we're still changing how we do stuff. Uh, We're still actually evolving and still making adjustments to fit our current needs. So on the very top, you have uh, myself. Uh, Below me, you have the management. Uh, Management consists of uh, a couple of uh, guys and one girl, actually, who deals with member recruitment. Then we have a couple of guys uh, who deal with the the development of in-game, or not in-game, because in-game stuff is handled by Sumatra, but uh, mostly admin tools and how we're going to operate the servers. Uh, We have people who oversee all the bands and stuff. And below that, we have uh, admins and officers who are doing the day-to-day grunt work. And I think they, those guys are the ones who gets punished the most because they have to deal with some of the most... Well, sometimes they deal with the nicest people, but they also have to sometimes deal with the most ob- obnoxious people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So we divvy up the responsibilities uh, in, in, in smaller teams because, you know, obviously some people are are more fitted uh towards uh, development and some uh, some of our uh, some guys are more capable of doing server admin stuff and because of the nature of king of the hill and how popular it is and you know we are quite secretive about our code uh some of the, the guys they have very strict uh, ndas so not everybody is willing to sign an nda and if you're not willing to sign an nda then you also cannot get access to to, to some stuff
0: mm, makes sense it makes sense yeah okay so, so oh, sorry go ahead
2: no so that's how pretty much how we divide up the team but actually right now we are actually making structural changes because some of the admins they have been with us for a very long time but they don't have the technical knowledge of you know moving up to that side either so they they felt like you know they they peaked sort of by being an admin for a long time so we are doing uh in- internal re-management that is you know stuff you have to basically that is my job to keep the guys happy uh, if I do that well or not, that is uh, that is something you're going to have to ask them, but uh, the, that is basically how we how
1: we run things internally. Hmm. Yeah, so tons of different teams doing all those things, and you said there were 40 people? Is that all of those teams, basically?
2: Basically, yeah. We have yeah. about 20-25 uh, admins, and then there is about six of us on, in the management team. Uh, There is uh, three people in the developer team. And obviously, you know, Samatra is not officially part of C4G. But then at the same time, he is very much uh, deeply rooted into C4G. I'm sure we can talk about uh, or he can tell you more about that later. But how he is sort of like intertwined with the team while not being official part of the team. So it just works in like a like a tandem sort of way.
1: Cool. Yeah. All right. So, do do many of your guys uh, like the those teams? Do they like play in the the public King of the Hill games? Uh.
2: Well, all of them have at some point. Like, uh, hmm. n- nobody becomes an admin without having ex- extensive knowledge of the game. We have to like to become an uh, become an admin. We mostly pick admins from our members. So, they th- there is times where we have taken outside admins but we we want to know you before you are allowed on the on the on the staff team so we will ask somebody to join the member team so we can get a feel for you how you are as a person and then sometimes you will be invited to become an admin or you know other times we will they will apply to become admins uh but everybody has at some point played the game extensively uh because otherwise how can you manage something that you that you are not extensively familiar with so some of them still play actively like they they're they're playing you know four five six seven hours a day uh, but I would say it's about half half because the old-timers who've been around for a while they have maybe stopped playing actively but they're still doing their jobs mm. while the other ones are playing publicly and also doing their job at the same time
0: so. Cool. We, we're talking about your your members um, in C4G, not talking about the admins obviously, but just the, just the uh, the members. Are, are these C4G members recognizable in game? I mean, if I jump on one of your servers, am I going to recognize a random dude that is in a helicopter from uh, one of your members?
2: Most likely, if you are an active player, you will recognize, even though they sometimes they don't use tags. Uh, but you know since they people have favorite servers, people play on the same teams people play with the same group of people you will very often see uh, C4G members in game uh, so that is a big well obviously you have the unit system where you can just have the tag itself right but some people they choose not to play with the tag but they're still recognized okay so, so... some of, so, some of the guys they act they actively change their names ah. to not be recognized.
0: There's, so there's no obligations to have the unit tag, for example, or
2: no. Uh, okay. We, we don't. We don't like if you wanna if you wanna represent us, then you can represent us. If you don't wanna use the tag, you you wanna play under the radar, then you are free to do so. Because sometimes you know, especially the the staff team, they will get targeted because they're on the staff team, right? Because uh, they somebody has a personal vendetta, or or they just wanna you know have a, have their payback or something so
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay. or just want to just want to play without being disturbed you know because when you're hosting this many servers and with this many people i mean during peak hours we can have uh, roughly a thousand people playing
3: yeah
2: just on, mm-hmm. just on c4g alone and if you think about it uh, a normal peak hour uh, in arma before the uh, prairie dlc was about I would say 12 to 14,000 people, right? So if you have a thousand people playing on C4G, that is essentially 10 percent of the population. Yeah. Uh, Right. Mm. It's it's a very large player base, and that means a large number of uh, reports and a large number of work. Uh, So sometimes they play with the tags, and sometimes they just want to play.
0: Yeah, they don't want to have a target on their back. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: We talked we talked about servers. Um where do you host and how do you host your servers? Um obviously that's um a big question. Um
3: Uh
2: well, uh, funny enough, all of our US servers, they're hosted in Canada. So literally every single server that's named US1, US2, US3, that is basically a lie. They're all hosted in Canada. Uh they used to be hosted back in the day. They used to be hosted in in New York and Boston. Um, but they crossed the we, border <laughs> they 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 went to the to the moose people i guess um, that was because of better infrastructure and better server hardware that we could get in mm-hmm. in in canada
0: for pricing uh, yeah the pricing would would have been better for a good uh...
2: actually pricing was actually more expensive but oh, the, okay. yeah mm-hmm. the, it, it actually came down to the kind of hardware we can get because arma we have i mean yeah you know, it's it's not utilized to run on server uh, server grade hardware. It does it doesn't like Xeons. You know, it doesn't like uh, classic typical server hardware. It wants that high high clock speed. It wants the high RAM speed. So we have to actually use very specialized well not specialized but more cons- the more consumer stuff is actually better mm. to host Arm than the actual server server stuff, right? So we had to find uh, data centers that had consumer stuff in uh, server centers. Huh. That that was one of the primary issues. And obviously, it's us being on you know uh, in top ten arma or top ten uh, top twenty arma, five of our server five of those servers are going to be called for gaming servers. So we are heavily heavily attacked by DDoS every single day so we need extremely high uh, level of uh, DDoS protection because we are hit every single day and uh, sometimes people do manage to take us down but we always recover and like you know the community doesn't actually realize cuz you will they would everybody will complain about that that lag spike that they did notice but they don't actually see the amount of targets or the amount of attacks that they never even know are ongoing.
0: That that would be that would be a good thing actually. If you, if you have on your website, for example, the count of uh, the the count of active DDoS attacks for the day, uh, it, it would probably uh, have people humble a bit, you know, humble down and and say, that... okay, yeah,
1: I I now I understand, <laughs> okay. you know. I that, feel like a hacker would take that as a challenge.
2: Exactly. There you go. That's, oh that is yeah, crazy. okay. Yeah, the reason we uh, don't good job, we don't yeah. go out, go out there and like you know announce ourselves like like we have really good data protection, right? But the reason we because you know mm. uh, the uh, a good DDoS protection is only as good as as its weakest link, right? And hackers they they see this as as a as a challenge. A while back, you know, uh, because it's actually really hard to go after uh, as a gaming community, uh, and because of state laws and nationwide laws, unless you suffer mm. uh, a loss of more than five thousand uh, dollars, you will not uh, uh, be, you know, uh, fe- you will not be federally uh, prosecuted. They will simply not go after you. Uh, there was a uh, one guy who used us to sell his Dida service a a while back, and we found out who he was. We 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 found out everything about him, his parents even where he lived. We contacted the local authorities. Uh, we even gave everything in a neat little package to the FBI, and at the end of the day, they they said, yeah, thank you for, for your service, but this is not something we're going to prosecute because, wow. you know, they, they, we, we didn't sustain a financial loss.
0: Mm, the uh, beauty of so. the United States. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. So the the like having everything like so the the local sheriff's office they knew about this guy. the 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 sheriff was actually the neighbor of the guy DDoSing us, but he could not. <laughs> he could literally not do anything until he got the higher ups to give him the okay to actually you know prosecute the guy. So he was waiting for the higher ups, and the higher ups was like, yeah, but this is like you know n- not even though the guy was selling swatting services and everything um uh, mm, wow. yeah so that's why advertising this would be you know yeah um,
1: i i get it i get it yeah. that was a bad idea on my part <laughs> <laughs> so um
0: i think i think that the next questions I, I are like a s- whole
1: story in there but um yeah, yeah. like is is that something that your technical team sort of handles um like those sorts of things like all the server hardware and stuff
2: both. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of stuff is handled by, by the technical team, by myself, but we also have, uh, you know, uh, the people at the data centers because we are, uh, uh, what should I say, uh, in a position now where we are uh, capable of renting very good hardware, we are capable of paying for all the hardware just on on the donations alone so it's not uh, or with the sale of uh, reserve slots uh, it's not how it always used to be we we used back in the day we used to cover all the expenses our, ourselves but uh, with the sustained growth we have had over the years uh, and how we have managed to monetize it uh, we are able to pay professional people to take care of some of some of these problems and also have uh, you know physical firewalls in place uh that handles this kind of stuff you know specialized equipment just for, just for this which is actually a big big part of our cost
0: yeah having yeah, a okay. having something I, i'm I'm going to name and name a company here but that's just because i've worked with them but having having a uh for example a, a storm shield um uh, firewall is so freaking expensive it's just like the the hardware i mean having a, a physical uh, um, firewall is is really expensive
2: exactly and uh, that is part of uh, our expensive but you know there's also part of running the community and it's it's, it's part of the challenge and it sure. keeps, us, keeps us on our toes it keeps it fun it's extremely uh um you know agitating sometimes to have to deal with these 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 trolls but it's a it's a challenge
0: so how is the the technical team composed um do you have certain people that have certain skills in in uh, uh in hardware management or in in software management do you have scripters uh, that kind of thing
2: oh uh, none of uh, none of them are you know uh Varies. We, we have one guy, uh, uh, Nanjo, who, who, who used to host uh, his own company where he would rent out servers, you know. And then we have a couple of other guys, uh, Wasabi and Zen. Uh, they both, uh, one of them works with this kind of stuff professionally. Uh, I can't really tell you any more than that, but. Uh, and the other guy is uh, self, self-thought on a lot of stuff. So I think it's a, it's a team effort. And uh, in the beginning, it was only me. Uh, but more and more these days, uh, I leave the stuff to for them. Just because, both because I sometimes physically don't have the time or I'm just too drained to have to deal with that stuff for this for this many years so i'm very very grateful for for those guys and they handle each of them have different responsibilities and because a big part of the of of, of running servers is uh uh you know a network and stable servers and uptime but the other part is the in in-game trolls you know the in-game hackers uh we constantly mm. have to uh uh, get those guys you know because uh since it's public servers people come on and they will nuke the server or they will aim bot or they will uh you know hack, so on and so on that's so, that's uh
0: that's one one question that just uh sprang to mind is um you know you've got the um how, how would i say that um uh, not very performant uh battle lie <laughs> And yeah. how how do you manage hackers? I mean, BattleEye is obviously not able to capture everything. Uh, do you have your own scripted um, anti-cheat or something like that?
2: Well, first of all, Sumatra has its own tools, like uh, nothing, first of all, beats good old-fashioned detective work. That is, uh, you know, uh, because people don't realize what kind of uh, footsteps they leave behind. We will have idiots, you know, who go on uh, uh, cheating forums and they will publicly download non-cheats and that will just get picked up by uh, uh, Sumatra's anti-cheat, right? Uh, And then beyond that, we have detective work. We have our own in-house anti-cheat that is constantly updated and of course uh, simple uh, good old fashioned spectating uh, because we have such a large admin team we are able to not everything is always able to be picked up by uh, the automation uh, or by the anti cheats and then we get people who report other people and then the admins will go on physically go on the server and they will do the do the grunt work to uh, catch them Hmm. so there there is many different ways of 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 getting to them but at the end of the day they do get caught i think in the global ban list we have uh, 70 80000 people ban and wow, okay. uh, yeah exactly that is over uh, you know a good number of years it's not only from to to that that's not from c4g alone and that is also from all the other of, of official communities because we do have a, a professional relationship with other community communities. Even though we compete against each other, all of the official communities also work together on keeping the, all the servers safe because if one ex- exploit is detected on one server, that ex- exploit can be used on any King of the Hill server, whether that is a community server or an official server. Uh, or a server that is non-code for gaming, because there is other people yeah, who are host, okay. hosting the exact same thing as us. So mm-hmm. we w- we work with others and we work internally to be able to best defend our servers against these kinds of trolls.
1: Yeah, cool. I I, I want to ask about the 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 custom anti-cheat you've got, but I know that asking any questions is the same thing as advertising a DDoS. So we'll just have to we'll just have to skip that, I guess. But, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, we we don't really dis-
2: disclose anything about the antichit mm. anyway. Like we have an antichit like you know that that part is is not really a secret. But the capabilities, the limitations, the advantages is 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 not something you are gonna find publicly. Uh, yeah, we have no we we keep that under a very strict NDA, and only uh, even from like our own guys, very few guys are actually allowed access to this because of you know. Uh, Just by which is also the 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 same reason we will never reveal evidence to a cheater if somebody asks, hey I was banned We we're just gonna tell that guy. Yeah, you are banned by now mate. Uh, We will never give you (laughs) uh, evidence and some people think like uh, uh, These servers are are, you know, uh, a government funded or something that they have the right for evidence Uh, People have watched too much, you know, CSI and documentaries where uh, where the prosecution has to present evidence to the to the defendant. But luckily, since we are a privately run uh, community, we can do exactly. Yeah, we can do whatever the F we want, basically, (laughs) and just tell people to fuck off because uh, we never have to actually reveal our detection methods, Uh, which, you know.
1: It's, it's pretty comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: it's a com- comfortable position to be in.
1: That's good. Um, so I guess we'll just we'll just round off the the questions we've got for you then. So we just have one last little one here, which is: um, so you do like small uh, community events, like experience boosts and stuff in game. Um, do you do any special things to manage that sort of stuff, or is it just changing some numbers in the mission files?
2: Uh any double XP event is—I I guess that's what you mean by XP boost, yeah, right? Yeah. You mean uh, we don't allow? Uh, okay, so I, I, well, to put it into—I am the owner of Court for Gaming, but I'm also WS staff. WS staff means uh, all the community owners or or the head of departments for each community they are part of ws staff and uh, ws is uh, comes under samatra samatra is the one who has the ownership of, of king of the hill we are hosting king oh, of the hill okay. but we don't own king of the hill in any way uh, we are uh, at what can we say uh, uh, the leisure of samatra to he can at any time say hey you guys can no longer host host King of the Hill because you know it's my mission file. We have no ownership to hmm. King of the Hill itself. That ownership is only alone retained by Sumatra. Uh, so the way it works is that uh, whenever we do XP events, no singular community is allowed to run XP events alone, because uh, if oh. I, because just because I have a, a what can I say a more extensive. Uh, uh, relationship with 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 samatra right because we have, we we go back uh, a few years but then he also has that with other people there's been people who has been here longer than me uh for example the guys who are hosting the russian servers right uh they he they have been here from from the very beginning uh so to not give a singular community the advantage of samatra or the advantage of boosting their own servers The economy and double XP is reserved only for uh, global events. So Sumatra is the one who who will start a double XP event and he's the one who will stop a double XP event and Damn. we together decide when we are going to do double XP events. I had so, never,
0: to, I had never hmm. imagined that there was so much engineering, but, but it totally makes sense. Obviously you cannot advantage one community over the other. It would be, it would be not loyal and it would be, exactly. yeah, yeah.
2: It, it would be uh, bad. Exactly. So that's hmm. why we never host, uh, you will never see one community having, uh, double uh, xp event alone so like let's say if we are having double xp on rhs and everybody else hosting rhs with the up-to-date up to mission file will also have double xp okay
0: so these so, small events are managed by by the higher ups and not by the communities themselves
2: no so like uh the higher ups are also the ones that is like Uh, WS staff consists of myself, uh, a guy named Mysterious uh, (laughs) uh, who handles the Australian servers, then there's a guy named Mib who Mm. handles the Russian servers, there's a guy named Cortez, uh, and there is a small community uh, by the name of Money Grabbing Trolls, and they handle (laughs) a couple of servers in Europe. So each, each one of these official five communities, uh, code for Gaming, Team uh, Revolt. I, I think they're called something else now. Uh,
3: output Gaming.
2: Output Gaming, exactly. That's They've been called that for a couple of years. The WS Russian servers, Epic, Epic uh, Pudding Mix, and the last one. Uh,
0: the the names mo- are epic.
2: <laughs> yeah, Epic Pudding <laughs> Mix, and the last one is Money Grabbing Trolls. Uh, is the five uh, official communities that. Uh, uh, are that's, officially that's really working with, with Sumatra and beyond that we have the publicly hosted servers that or the, sorry the community hosted servers where you can rent uh, the, a server from a known GSP or a game service provider and anybody can host uh, King of the Hill right uh, but they, they are not recognized as an official community they are recognized as a community server that anybody can host and uh, but those guys they don't have any say in how the mission is developed and so on the official communities are the one providing feedback to sumatra they are the one we are the one deciding together when uh, whenever we are going to have double xp so we will like a a few days ago or a couple of weeks ago we had uh, uh, australia day so even though that 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 holiday is only relevant to the australian servers the double xp event was ran uh, globally uh, and then really we have one for like la- like labor day and then there was one for Sumatra's birthday i think we had a global 24-hour <laughs> stuff like that so we'll we have our own discord and we'll we'll talk about the. Uh, uh, this also ties into the global ban list right so if anybody's caught cheating or uh, or uh, uh, exploiting or something that is beyond the normal rule breaks you will get globally banned and all the uh, uh, cult servers, they run this ban list. So it's not that like, just because you cheated on uh, uh, Code 4 doesn't mean you can then go cheat on, you know, uh, the Russian servers. We put you on the global ban list mm. and you are banned from all some other servers. And the way we keep each other in check is that nobody is like abusing their power to just, you know, globally ban somebody, uh, somebody abusively. No reason. Is that, mm. is that, all the other communities, they have, they can see the evidence from from the uh, from the ban list. So any other community can can ban check us, and we can ban check them, and th- and that's how we keep each other in check and see that nobody is ab- abusing the power they have for this global ban list. Because even people outside King of the Hill are uh, they they use this ban list to not have cheaters on their servers. And uh, mm-hmm. So there needs to be a certain level of faith that you know we are not abusing the the, the power we have uh, because essentially going on our ban list means you go on the infistar ban list and if you are on the infistar ban list and you are on the ws ban list you are essentially you are banned from playing arma uh, there is not many servers that uh, you know are not running the that ban are, list yeah, yeah so uh, hmm. since uh, b is not able to do their job how they're supposed to But but in their defense, they do constantly provide updates. But the hackers are always one step ahead, and you know it's a constant Mm. uh, cat and mouse games between us and them. Exactly,
1: and armor is so hard to check for too because it's it's basically an open code base. Like you can you can code within the game. Yeah, it just makes it infinitely harder. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. (laughs) Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, Cyrus. Go ahead I, for the last I, I question. Say, I, I feel I feel like we could keep talking about this particular relationship that all of your servers have. Uh, sorry, well, not all of your servers, but all of the different King of the Hill servers have. This is. I, I actually wasn't expecting that much of a um, an explanation about that little question. So, the, like this, this sounds like a really complex, uh, o- almost a web of of uh, people that um, you're you're all uh, you all know. Basically, um, yeah, you, no, yeah. I, I didn't like, think I've come across uh, something this complex before. If, if you
2: if you look like the the true, uh, uh, how should I say it without sounding like a complete douchebag? But I don't think BI actually realizes the amount of co- uh, amount of work and the back that that King of the Hill has, right? Because if you at the end of mm. the day, if you if you look at it people playing uh, the game now they're either playing live servers or they're playing king uh, king of the hill there's a wrong. few there's a few small excel servers here and there but bi likes to somehow focus on uh you know milsim a lot you will always see milsim uh you know whenever they they do some Interviews. It will always be with the millsim guys because you know they hosted an awesome event for 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 thirty people or something or like fifty people. But if you look at it, King of the Hill is. To today, we are hosting uh, na- servers with ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent uptime, twenty four seven for the past almost ten years, right. C4G has been hosting King of the Hill for now almost seven years, uh, with a constant uptime. That is no easy task. Uh, mm. Our our database, which is connected to all of the King of the Hill servers, that has a ninety nine point nine percent uptime. Uh, we have to handle literally hundreds of thousands of player profiles in this massive backend of ours. Uh, and I don't, BI has never actually given us any public recognition for any of this stuff but i
0: i reassure you that's uh, sadly something they uh, they are doing broadly um i've uh, person i'm personally running a community but they just don't step into communities they don't they play personally as players in certain communities but they they never uh, uh put a foot into a community for the same reason that uh you uh you, the the ex uh, the double xp are not just given to one to one community is that yeah, you don't want yeah, to advantage yeah. one community by having that, the support or that kind of thing
2: that uh, definitely uh, makes sense i'm sure hmm. they have their reasons but it's it still hurts to never have you know been hosting for yeah. so long mm-hmm. and i mean we are we are putting a lot of money into into uh bi's pockets uh it still hurts mm. that we don't get the recognition i sometimes we feel like we deserve
0: yeah but very at true. the
2: same time i'm sure they have their reasons and they have a you know people uh who are working on this stuff and they have their reasons for why they do stuff the way they do
0: of course so now we are going to jump to Sumatra. Hello, Sumatra.
3: Hello again. Been
1: waiting very patiently there.
0: Yeah, he was. He was uh, silent on on his end, just waiting for his turn. That's that's it very was so nice. It interesting
3: to hear the word uh, talking about all of this. Wanted to add one small thing though about the double XP time and uh, events. Even though the GSP guys don't have much of a say in deciding for such events to happen, they still get all the same. Treatment as the other communities, they still get double XP time, same double XP codes, uh, same uh, same config uh, possibilities to customize the mission.
0: There you go, people. You've just heard Sumatra on a vocal. The, I, I I was discussing that with with Sumatra at the beginning. Is this is the first time or one of the first times uh, that he is uh, appearing on a on, a, on an interview, uh, I mean a, a, a vocal interview. So, welcome, Sumatra. We're very happy to have you here. And we're, we're going actually going to start with with a question related to C4G. How how did you connect? Uh, how how did you meet uh, C4G? Uh,
3: pretty much the uh, other communities back in the day we were hosting just a wasteland before the King of Hill was a thing. Um, I don't uh, quite remember. Was it Arma 2 or Arma 3 where C4G started hosting Wasteland? I think it was Arma 2, like in the very last days of it. Do you remember it?
2: Yeah, uh, I think very briefly uh, Code4 hosted uh, Arma 2 servers. Uh, But that was before my time. I I came in when DayZ was... uh, that that was my first pc game so when day z became a thing is when i came into the picture but on the initial founding of uh, c4g they did briefly host the arma 2 servers
3: yeah so uh they approached us and this and asked to host the wasteland mission back in last days of operation Arrowhead before the ArmA 3 alpha and that's where we started the cooperation with them i used to deal with rigs back in the day and uh Roy joined them later, so that's where, we, that's where we began. But originally, um, as Roy said, the Russian community, WS, uh, that's where I started myself. Basically, uh, they were the guys who gave me an opportunity to host my mission for the public to play. So, uh, although there is a huge cooperation with me and the Court for Gaming, my personal community is the WS1.
0: Okay. Okay. So people know who Sumatra is. Okay. Um, there are two separate interviews of you. Written interviews with the first one was when you, you won the um, uh, make armor, not war competition. And then there's the community profile uh, that you can find on uh, Bohemian Interactive's uh, website. So if you want to learn all about, uh, Sumatra's personal uh things go ahead and check out these two interviews we'll put them in the description we didn't want to do something redundant and and we didn't want to just ask some questions that were uh already asked and that everyone knew the the the, uh the answers to so I I figured out I, I typed it was very easy for me I typed Sumatra on Google and I ended up finding Star Control 2, which is a video game. <clears throat> and I was I, I was asking myself, is, is that where the Sumatra name comes from? There's actually a boss in that game that is called Sumatra. Yeah, it, it is. A it's new
3: a, new game, wasn't a final actually? boss from the, I think, 1993 game, Star okay, Control
1: 2. Something completely different.
3: Yeah, so it was one of the my first childhood games that I liked uh, re- really much. And uh, actually, Sumatra is my ARMA-only name. I-, I guess it was before Before I sort of dedicated myself to ARMA. Uh, I had a habit of going into different games and choosing a different nickname each time. And for some reason, I decided to use the Sumatra for the ARMA.
0: And now you cannot change anymore because Sumatra is so famous that uh, you cannot change anymore.
3: Yeah, I guess I'm more, more Sumatra now rather than my old nicknames.
0: Okay, so we, we um, just, like, just like for C4G and, and Roid Rage, we asked you to provide a soundtrack, a music, and that is Gregory uh, Semenov that composed the fly theme. 12 from Space Ranger uh Space Rangers sorry I believe that's the uh your favorite game ever of all time is that it Yep Let's listen to that Okay, Sumatra, so how does that represent you? How do you consider that this is the theme that would best represent you?
3: Well, I actually got a little bit confused when you asked uh, what kind of song could represent Yeah, that, that question is always or, re-
0: confusing, yeah.
3: Yeah, I represent myself or what I do, so uh, I thought about it. Uh, I really like electronic music, like synthesizers and stuff like this, and uh, I really enjoy the soundtrack from one of my favorite games, the Space Rangers. So that's how it came to be.
0: Okay, I, I like the the '90s vibe. You know that that old school. Yeah. Uh, the old school gaming uh vibe uh, from from that soundtrack. So if you want to um uh check it out, uh we'll put all we'll obviously put all the links to the songs in the description. Let's hope we don't get copyright striked on YouTube. Uh we shouldn't be on any other platform, but YouTube is always a bitch. Um Sumatra, how so how do you see your own success because obviously you started from from next to nothing in armor and now you're one of the most popular names uh in the armor verse uh particularly in pvp obviously but in the whole in the whole in the whole armor verse uh everyone knows your name Uh, how, how do you see your own success what do you say to yourself uh when you look back at back when you look back at it sorry
3: Mm. In general, I'm trying to be humble about it, um, because um, popularity in ARMA and uh, having a popular mission, especially the massively well, well, if you can consider this massively, like with a lot of players playing it on the same server, it comes down not to just the mission, but the community is running it. So, uh, I'd say my contribution to it can be can be can be considered, I guess, even less than half than the whole part of the success of the King of the Hill and the Wasteland. So I don't consider myself anything special in that sense. And um, it always comes down to people providing the infrastructure and uh, support for the games in Arma for them to be successful.
0: So what you're saying is that you would like to um, thank the communities for being there and playing the game, is that it?
3: Absolutely. Uh, as you know, there are thousands and thousands of missions that are quite playable and interesting playing on the Armaholic or Behemoth Reactor forms. but unfortunately all of them might no- never get noticed simply because there are so many. And my mission could have been one of them as well, if not see. for, for the, all the guys that uh, give me an opportunity to express myself in game design and uh keep my keep my mission up and running
0: that's great it's it's uh it's humble and and it's uh, it's great to hear so what's so you've been i mean you've been developing and improving and and uh, extending uh, king of the hill for for years now there are multiple things that you can do there are really plenty of features uh, that you've added in the game mode it started from one sector to now how many sectors do you have on your biggest biggest uh biggest mission uh
3: it's always one sector but there's like a sub sector now which is con- which is called priority zone where you get a little bit of x to xp and also that's it being inside oh. it uh, makes your team uh, win quicker, should i say that? Basically, mm-hmm. instead of have, instead of having one player in the AO being in the priority zone counts as two. So having control over okay. it is very important to win the game.
0: And so within all of those features, can you name one that would be your favorite?
3: Hmm. One thing that i always wanted not not wanted, but rather was a bit little bit unfortunate in Armour, is uh, attribution of frags and kills in games. Uh, for example, shooting the helicopter mm. and having it fall down and explode doesn't give you a kill in the chat and kill on scoreboard. And it always felt lackluster in that sense. So one of the first things that I wanted to have and I had in the King of the Hill was making an assist system. Uh, currently, any kind of damage done to vehicles and players And there are some checks against like uh, minuscule, uh, minuscule, and um, barely noticeable damage, of course. But in general, Mm -hmm. any kind of contribution to attacks against other players and vehicles yields you a kill assist. And that's, I guess, I could could call this my favorite feature because, finally, even even though you might not do a final kill final final shot final damage uh, you will still get uh, you'll still get a reward for the contribution
1: yeah that's true i yeah i now that you mention it i i i I'd never really thought about it before, but yeah, that is something that's really missing in the game definitely
0: so yeah that, uh, that's probably one of the things that brought the game mode to where it's at right now, and its popularity is is really the the leveling uh and the recognition given to the player mm. uh because you you could not you could probably not do that on on competitive i mean i'm running a competitive and esports community in armor and we could not do that because because it it would not make sense given the uh the 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 game mode type and and the the configuration we're in but for public games just like king of the hill that's probably one of the biggest strengths so yeah, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, uh, since King of the Hill is a casual game, we're rather liberal in the sense of giving players a sense of involvement uh, inside the game itself. There are, of course, a few ways to abuse it. Like, people usually do a few shots at vehicles just to, just to be considered... Uh, an involved party when the vehicle gets destroyed and stuff like this but i prefer to keep more people happy rather than being a very restrictive in the end yeah Mm. in the end it gives some kind of satisfaction of being involved even for players that are not very good
1: yeah that's that's yeah pretty true um do you tend to to play much king of the hill
3: or do you just uh develop it Uh, mostly not i used to play when just when it started it was really fun and uh, i I myself invited other people to try it because i liked it myself but uh, usually i simply join the server and watch watch what's going on see what players (laughs) are doing what they're abusing stuff like this it's really it's really a game of itself
0: so you're you're basically learning from the gameplay of others to improve the game mode is that it
3: Yep, pretty much. I it's, see where players uh, players hide. What Yeah, you you're spectating.
1: Like yep. <laughs> yeah the the eye in the sky. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've just got this image now of him wearing like the the beige khaki shorts and speaking in a David Attenborough voice. He's <laughs> he's the wild roof camper.
3: Wow. <laughs> I
0: hope not. That would be scary.
3: <laughs> I play a little bit sometimes though, and and as as I said, uh, I sometimes join the servers and. Uh, as I said before the the interview, I sometimes talk with people in the game and mm. they ask me questions. But do, um, so do you? I, use I usually s- try to spend most of my productive time during the development.
0: I see. So do you use uh, a, another nickname? So you you go incognito, or do you actually go and and assume your? Uh, I mean, um, and and revindicate your your own nickname and go as as Samatra.
3: Well. Uh, I sometimes use a different nickname, but mostly I play as Sumatra. The King of the Hill mission itself is not that involved for people to, like, pay special attention to me, especially in the battle itself. So it's not much of a problem. I do sometimes get distracted by the questions from people, though. But in general, <laughs> I, I use my own nickname.
0: Okay, so they, they spam That's you cool. with questions and, and and ask you some some questions about... What do you do, or what's the next feature, or when is the next version?
3: Yeah, stuff like this.
0: Hey, right, um, Cyrus, you wanna you wanna uh, f- finish oh, yeah, your sure, question because yeah.
1: there's you... there's a side question to the, what you said. The, 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 there w- there was a little side question. Yeah, I wanted to know if you had a, a favorite loadout when you do play. Like, what what do you like to? Which team do you jump on, and which gun do you take?
3: Well, the Vanilla King of the Hill is. Um rather similar between teams, as you know, you get same same mm-hmm. weapons, same vehicles and stuff like this, so there's really no team preference. Uh, as for the loadout, I can say there's, a, there's really a favorite, but uh, yeah. I really like machine guns and armor, and especially non-scoped ones, and uh, it kind of lets me give other players, spe- specifically the enemies, an impression of being under fire.
0: So you go with the Zephyr and side, and you just spray people?
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much like this. Not to spray like in a close combat range, uh, but rather try to suppress them and uh, uh, give them a feeling of the battlefield. Because armor, unfortunately, is um, such a game where suppression mechanics are not really useful, to be honest and uh, I try to compensate it by going machine gun and <laughs> trying to keep people pinned down.
0: Yeah, sadly if you want to those those uh suppression f- uh, f- that suppression feeling you really need the mods basically you need ace but ace is not compatible with uh, with PvP on that range sadly. No. All right, so how how large is your development team you're you're spending a lot of your time developing are you developing on your own do you have a team of developers that are uh, i'm i don't know um, taking care of specific things or do you do everything yourself
3: mission wise i do everything myself like armor side uh, sqf side um as i said mission is not just the mission itself but um uh, a lot of infrastructure around it like uh, ban lists tools now we have a database for 3 years now um, originally since i came i originally since i come from web development background i programmed the shared ban list and all the tools needed to manage it but nowadays uh, there are a lot of more people involved specifically for from court for gaming side that also make their tools and uh, tools that gets used by others. Database stuff was also managed by another another guy. But um, as I said, mission itself, game design itself, I use I mostly do everything myself. Not uh, basically, I do the final say and I do the coding itself. But of course, uh, lots of my work comes from. Uh, discussions and suggestions from from other people too
0: Mm. since since we're talking about um a scenario and and mission wise uh, i had a question about level design because that's something i am running personally into currently with with my own thing is how how do you pick the right location and how do you place the 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 uh, the sites correctly so there's no there's no spawn camping that can, i know there is a, a spawn protection that kind of thing but you, you could still have people just uh, at the border with your with your with your sector and just like shooting you from the sky and 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 exploiting the terrain uh, how do you how do you imagine those those and how do you manage those level design questions
3: Hmm, to be honest we are rather limited in this sense because we have a fixed uh, fixed island we cannot alter the level geometry not a lot yeah the island geometry we can just maybe add a few buildings here and there hide a few buildings here and there and that's it so mostly uh, i don't have much tools to combat it apart from yeah having a general sense like don't place uh, certain spawn points with a very big advantage out of the other team, uh, and stuff like this. Uh, but in general, spawn camping... Uh, I think I consider sc- spawn camping the part of the game itself. Not uh, I, because it's like just that easier spare. to... Yeah, not just because it's easier to say, well, I can solve it, and I guess it's part of the game now. But I believe it is it is part of the game because getting to the objective is a part of the game as well. Because otherwise, otherwise we can just I don't know have the people spawn right on the objective and turn it into a mindless deathmatch, which wouldn't be as fun as having to get there first. So sure. uh, unless there's like a huge terrain dictated advantage, which I try to avoid when placing the. Objective and spawn spawn sites. Uh, I feel that spawn camping is just a thing that people ha- have to deal with.
0: And I feel it's it's yeah. actually really balanced, since um, <clears throat> it's well, it's counterbalanced by the fact that you need to be more than one uh, to capture an objective. Uh, you, you need you need to be or to maintain sorry your presence on on one of the towers, for example. Um, y- you need to be. More than one to actually really make a difference, and that draws more players towards the objectives themselves than to those side, uh, side yeah. things like spawn camping, and that reduce that reduces, sorry, the the number of people that would spawn camp because that would really not have the game uh, win on their side, and they would just be losing the game every single time.
3: Yeah, there's a side of that, too, but uh, in general, I consider Koth a little bit of the sandbox rather than um, objective-based game. So uh, sometimes people do camp not just to, I don't know, get a lot of in-game money and experience, but rather to feel the success of preventing others to getting the objective. Mm. Uh, But in general, as I said, I think the spawn camping is a part of the warfare and it should be you should be instead of um in my opinion instead of trying to trying to prevent it i'd rather say we should have players be prepared for it
0: and obviously yeah, having uh, having having three three sides as well uh complicates the the mm. the thing if if you if you prevent one team from getting to the objective there's always the second team to 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 counter push so you can't concentrate just on one and uh, and that that balances the whole thing that's great
3: yeah plus it's armor there are helicopters you can just i don't know have a little detour and uh, yeah it'll take you pretty much. yeah
0: it'll take you 60 seconds more but you can you can go around mm mm-hmm. So back to your your roots. Um, you are known for having picked up and and brought Wasteland and King of the Hill to its to 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 its actual status. Uh, but have you done some development on side projects? Have you developed developed some some more secret game modes that no one knows about? You you haven't released or something?
3: Yeah. Uh... I had I had a plenty of ideas for Arma 3, especially when it got released, but uh, unfortunately, none no of these uh, came to fruition to become something playable for others. For example, uh, back when Flappy Bird was a fad, I think in 2013, <laughs> my first idea was to instantly to put it in the Arma, and uh, I already and I even had some uh, progress with it. Um, but then I saw that I'm not the only one who thought about it. And then I saw some of the similar missions on the workshop already. And they had a completely different approach than me. And I liked their approach better than mine. So I decided <laughs> to not to finish it. Also, I had an idea of... Since ARMA 3 physics engine was rather more advanced than ARMA 2's one, uh, I instantly had an idea of having some kind of... Uh, uh, demolition derby style mission with players colliding with each other, but uh, after initial tests, it showed that the network synchronization and the wonky physics over the network it won't be very playable. Because yeah. well, it's as you know, yeah. nothing you cannot you cannot be predictable with this kind of thing. But thinking about who knows, maybe that would have been the fun of it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Good thing, the good thing they fixed the uh, the the tanks uh, going flying up into the sky when they hit a rock. That was <laughs> that's already an improvement. For you, Flash, yeah. Tell they me, haven't fixed it. Oh, yeah, it still happens. <laughs> they they told it. They told they they'd fix it. All right. So have you have you developed any any other game modes that that actually made it to, to the playable stage and that you released, but that uh, probably never had the uh, the success that, uh, that King of the Hill had?
3: No, not really. Wasteland was actually my first project in Arma. And uh, as I said, I was kind of lucky to have people provide me a service to host it. So it went from there and uh, this turned out to be my main project. And then it switched over to the King of the Hill. So no no and, missions for me available anywhere
0: and obviously um and obviously having so much time invested in wasteland and king of the hill probably prevented you from um from um, putting a lot of time into other projects i guess mm.
3: well sort of um but as i said i usually try to use my productive time on the main thing uh, there were some attempts as i said like with the flappy bird kind of mission for armor. that would've been
0: that would have been very funny
3: yeah but um, people are already playing wasteland and Kingdom of the hill so it would only make sense to focus on these
0: amazing so let's let's move on to the next topic which is slightly different um it's it's actually a question that you Players probably already uh, asked you, but here it is. Um, You've got, and Royd Rage said it, King of the Hill has had a huge success. Uh, And we, we know that Bohemia Interactive is always picking people from the community to join their ranks. Have you been approached by Bohemia to work with or for them
3: Yes, I was. Um actually the community workshop thing that happened in 2018 was uh, such a such step they invited me to uh, to visit them and uh, have a talk about possible work possible uh, not work but rather closer cooperation. Uh but in general uh well, well we actually advanced this kind of topic a bit further next year but uh, in 2020 you know like the whole virus thing happened and it all got put on hold mm-hmm.
0: okay so there's there's some things in the pipe is that is that what you're saying there's there are things that are under discussion currently that are obviously delayed by the by the pandemic but uh
3: yeah um i had the uh, a relationship with Bohemia Red Warden for for a good while, mm-hmm. pretty much since my first days uh, of being involved with armor But uh, employment-wise, uh, nothing came have, to fruition yet.
0: Have Have you refused, or have they not uh, asked uh, asked you to, to join any any team?
3: Uh, they did. They did. As I said, we were working on on this, but. Uh, it kind of got put on hold okay. recently okay all these so, things
0: so we could see either some projects or actually you joining uh, for 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 real i mean joining the team uh, um on a on a on a constant basis that's that's amazing we we can't we can't wait to see what you'll be able to produce with their firepower uh given the fact that you've already been able to to produce some tremendous game game or uh, game modes uh, by yourself with their with their knowledge and, and not knowledge but um with their uh uh flexibility and 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 power you would probably be able to to bring amazing things to the game can't wait
3: well that's a thing uh like being being working there officially i would probably not be able to continue my community mission development work uh because like they cannot hire me to oh, say I yeah, know yeah. oh, make missions because make missions is not just like scripting them as I said, it's a lot of um, infrastructure and uh, community work around it. Uh, so it, it kind of it, for me it kind of will be like a complete switch of the environment and uh, probably activity that I do. So
0: would would you be if, willing even to even if I
3: will be able to end up there. I'm not sure if he will, if I will be active as I do right now. Mm, would you, Would right you
0: be now. willing to drop uh, King of the Hill for that?
3: Mm, I'm not sure if uh, if I will drop if this will happen, because um, like I don't I don't have to work on it all day, like from.
0: Oh, it's know, it's not It's not a full-time job, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's not a full-time job. So, uh, of course, I will be able to dedicate time for my personal project. But uh, in general, I think uh, working as a game developer in a company is very different from what I do now. So I'm not fully decided on this yet. Uh, well, that's it. Pretty much that's it. So there have been some talks about it.
0: All right, so that brings me to to a question that I'm actually going to bring f- um, further up. I had planned to ask this at the end, but um, have you have you ever considered launching your own game? Given the success of King of the Hill, uh, we've seen we've we've seen other arma three starting people like Player Unknown that we all know that launch Battlegrounds. Have you have you ever considered developing your own game?
3: I had the thoughts about it, but uh, being part of Arma gives you uh, not a very solid but rather extensive foundation for game design Mm -hmm. creativity. But uh, developing the game from scratch is a completely different thing from what I do now. Again, Mm -hmm. it will involve much more um, organization work, much more other problems to solve and uh for now i just prefer to to be able to start scripting and see what's what's coming out of it
0: okay so yeah you're, you're not willing to to um put or to risk uh to risk um something bigger and just concentrating on on creativity based on armor that's that's uh pretty humbling that's good hmm.
1: there's and... a lot of work that goes into making that whole uh Basic, the basis that you'd be building that game on as well. Like it's with, with army, you've got yeah. the, like the guns are there, the bullet physics are there. You'd have to make all of that yourself.
3: Yeah, not touching the question uh, of what kind of standalone game it could be, like standalone mm. Wasteland, stand-alone King of the Hill, which I don't believe uh, are worth it to be a standalone game, to be honest. Uh, just in general, mm. working a standalone game will be a completely Completely different activity from what I do, and I still enjoy doing now.
0: Well, we can only wish for you to continue, because obviously, if you had to leave, that would bring a lot of the community, the armor community, uh, off with you. So that that would be sad for for armor. So good thing you're good thing you're staying. Uh, and our oh last man. and yeah, and our last question is: Are you? Preparing anything for the next armor game? Um, y- you know, um, you probably are personally following the Twitter feeds, and a lot of what's happening on on the internet is basically people asking for armor four. So we're not going to uh, go on that topic. But are you are you already planning things for the next Opus? Mm,
3: planning in the sense of being. Uh, willing to do something for the next arm again, of course. But otherwise, I'm a mere mortal. I don't have any any kind of insight for the next game. Uh, so I cannot say what will happen for sure. But in general, I'm all armor for a lot of years now, and I'm staying that way.
0: Thank you so much, Samatra. Thank you so much, Road, Raid, Road Rage. Sorry, I'm doing it again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Thank you, Cyrus, for being there with me. Uh, you, all, you all can find us on social media, on Twitter, at Radio Arma. You can find us on our website. Please go to our website. There's all the information there to, uh, to, the, uh, to the feeds. So Google Podcast, to Spotify, to YouTube. You can find your favorite platform on RadioArma.com. And we'll see you next time with a great episode. Thanks, uh, guys, for coming. Do you have any uh, ending words, Sumatra?
3: Um, to be honest, it was really interesting to hear Roy talk about all the things that involved in the king, uh, in the Code for Gaming community operations. Of course, I was aware of, about most of it, but hearing it again makes me really thankful for all the work they're putting in. As I said again, uh, the mission in ARMA is not just; uh, it doesn't come down to a code and uh, game design. It's uh, a very significant part of it is the community work and the infrastructure. So, it was really interesting for me to participate in this talk
0: ride rage do you have any any shout outs you wanna you wanna give
2: definitely i, I want to give a shout out to all the c4G guys uh, first of all and th- thank you guys for hosting us but i also want to give the shout out to all the other official communities that i mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, we are uh, very successful, and I'm very thankful for that. But uh, making COD successful has not only been uh, Code for Gaming, it's not only been Sumatra, it's all, also been the work of all the other official communities. So shout out to all those guys for putting in lots of uh, hard work because uh, a lot of the infrastructure we have have been developed by, by those guys. So a big shout out to all of them. Uh, There you go. There
0: you go. We'll see you all on a next episode. And until next transmission, Radio Silence.